What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Bondo. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the Boy, Red Titus. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. The ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cat, man? ROHworld.com. Stay tuned, wankers. Or I'll give you the tower of London. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 59 of ROHCast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. As usual, I'm here with the co-owner and the editor of the website, Stephen. Hello everyone. And the man, simply known as Podcast Worst Nightmare, John. How's it going? Uh, this week we're going to be reviewing Glory by Honor 11, which took place this past Saturday. But before we get to that and topics you've sent in, John is going to do a quick run-through of this week's ROH on SBG, as I'm pretty sure he's the only one of us here who has seen it yet. Yes, I probably am. And the show started off with a Survival of the Fittest final qualifier match between Mike Bennett, who had Maria and Brutal Bob in his corner, and Davey Richards. And during the match, we got this awesome bit of commentary from Nigel McGuinness. What a beautiful shot. What, what is she? She's imitating a, a, a little kitten? Well, it is Halloween month, you know. I uh, guess she's dressing up early. I always wanted to see Maria's <laughs> <laughs> How they allowed that, I, well, they didn't, they bleeped it out, but... Wow, you think they would just completely cut that bit out? <laughs> you know, Ring of Honor, I'm very good at the whole editing thing. That's true. <laughs> You just have to respect that he even decided to go through with that line of commentary. <laughs> like, Maria must listen, watch... Oh no, she probably... Actually, forget that. She, of course she doesn't watch the show, so she, she'll never know. <laughs> well, anyways, this, the match was going on, and uh, Nigel was talking about how Mondo has been sexually harassing and sexually assaulting Maria for months, and Kevin Kelly played it off as being playful and having fun. Which is going to be my defense if I ever go to court for sexual harassment. <laughs> Molesting Mike Mondo, as he's now uh, now known. <laughs> but uh, this match was a really good match. Uh, the end came when Bennett uh, was in the ankle lock, and he kind of fought out of it and sent Richards between the middle ropes, and Maria slapped Richards. And this brought out Mondo, who came down and once again orally molested Maria. Uh, Bennett saw what was going on. He chased Mondo around the ring and to the back. And when it was like Benny Hill music playing as they were running around the ring or something. It sounds like I wish. Sounds like a little comedy sketch. This. Remember last time was when Bennett was chasing him. Bennett was running really slowly as well. Oh yeah, so Mondo could escape. Yeah. But, kind of like Scooby-Doo where they run through different doors not different <laughs> doors. <laughs> so, uh, you know, playful rape aside, how was the actual match? The match was really good. Um, I don't ever remember Davey Richards and Mike Bennett having a match together. And if they have, it's been few and far between. But they showed really good chemistry together and it made for a really good match. Uh, we've always said that when Bennett is in a ring with a talented performer, he puts on you know, entertaining matches, and this was no different because we all know Richards is more than capable of being able to put on good matches with anybody. So, I thought this came together nicely, made for a great match, and in the end, uh, Richards did get the win after some kind of sliding kick. 
to uh, advance to the survival of the fittest final. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, up next, Artie Evans and Tommaso Ciampa come to the ring, and Ciampa is on crutches. Uh, Evans says Ciampa suffered a torn ACL and meniscus at boiling point. Evans says that Ciampa proved that he's a warrior, a gladiator, uh, a fighter, all the yada da 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 da, and a thoroughbred. And Evan says, you know what you do with thoroughbreds with broken legs? You shoot them. So he introduces his new client. Drumroll, please. Uh, Drumroll, please. Oh, give me a second. Give me a second. Stall. Stall on stall. Drum- I, I thought you were going to say he shot him. Oh, I know what's going to happen. Jay Lethal's going to come out and, and murder Tommaso Ciampa. QT Marshall. God's yes. gift. Yes. God's gift to professional wrestling. Thanks. Thanks a lot, God. <laughs> you wonder why there's atheists. <laughs> to, to quote Stephen, do we need any more proof that God doesn't exist? <laughs> Get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> it's coming to the ROH uh, World Store soon. Definitely. Alongside Toot Toot. Well, Ciampa tries to attack Evans, but stops when he sees Marshall coming in the ring. Evans sneaks up behind Ciampa and hits Ciampa with one of uh, his crutches. And Marshall and, and Evans beat down Ciampa as the show goes to commercial. Back from break, and it's another survival of the fittest qualifying match as Marshall takes on Jay Lethal. Unbeatable Jay Lethal. And he proved once again that he is unbeatable. Because at the end of the match saw Evans... Try to distract Lethal, but Prince Nana runs in and huh? viciously attacks R.D. Evans. The McDuck money. You know a lot of yes, things, John. I hope we see a match between those two, because I think that'd be one of the... If they let it be a comedy match, probably one of the funniest matches we'll ever see. <laughs> Final battle. But uh, Jay Lethal hits the Lethal Injection to pick up the pinfall to advance to the Survival of the Fittest Finals. This was a surprisingly decent match. This was by far Marshall's best showing in Ring of Honor. But I'm not sure if that's... <laughs> that's not saying much, is it? But I, I, Yeah, but I, this was actually... <laughs> this, is like, this is the least smelliest turd in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I'm not sure if this is going to be the norm or the exception because he was in the ring with somebody really talented and Jay Lethal. So I'm not sure going forward if he'll be able to continue to have matches this decent or if he'll continue to go back to his horrible showings he's been having. It's funny because he he faced off against someone like Lethal. I mean, we've said this about Mondo before. Normally when Mondo's in the ring with someone who can control the match and sort of, you know, someone who who can put on good matches, he he does well. And then I think when he had that match with uh, QT Marshall recently, he was said to be quite poor. So maybe Marshall... That's Mondo's only bad recent match, though. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, maybe you can't compare QT Marshall to Mondo. Mondo's a lot better. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not comparing. I'm just saying that he's sort of the same sort of thing where you know he needs someone in there that's going to be able to carry him to a good match rather than him. You know, he's not going to be the sort of guy that you think right. We'll put someone else with QT Marshall. You've got to think who can we put. You know, who can we put QT Marshall with to make him look good, sort of thing. And the answer is mm-hmm. probably nobody. <laughs> Nobody's that talented. No. Well, it's now time for Inside ROH. Now, John, in the interest of time, I don't really think there's any need to cover the specifics of this segment. We'll just play a quote from uh, the leader of Camp Strong instead. Is that okay? 
Or that is there is, anything important? That is really the most important part of the whole segment. Okay. Michael Logan was pretty good when he was carrying my bags, but now, now his head's almost getting as big as my balls. So, <laughs> Roderick Strong's balls were now mentioned on this week's TV show. Is, alongside. is this TV show still PG? Well, on one show, we've had Maria's Lady Parts mentioned, Roderick Strong's balls, and Mondo <laughs> molesting Maria all in one week. You know, the, the P in PG is not supposed to be pornographic. What is this? <laughs> Maybe the oh, it's SBG. They've realised that what gets ratings is nudity, sex. So that's what they're just turning Ring of Honor into a porno company. That's how they get the ratings. They're geniuses. Well, maybe they're going to try and get ROH thrown off the air so then they can sell ROH back to carrying. <laughs> get out of it. So, what was the, uh, the main event, John? Main event was Kevin Steen with Jimmy Jacobs. Kevin Steen was defending the ROH world title against Rhett Titus, and he had his BJ Express teammate partner, teammate partner, <laughs> in his corner, and BJ Whitmer. BJ Express. You, you can't really say he's BJ Express partner, could you? Because then that sounds a bit wrong. Yeah, to be honest, the whole name BJ Express just sounds wrong anyway. Uh, if you if you've got an innocent mind, I don't think it does. To be honest. Yeah. What are you talking about, Harry? Yeah. 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 Keep going. <laughs> well, before the match, Steve Kreiner is on commentary and says that he got a letter from Ring of Honor saying after Steen punched the fan at Boiling Point, that Steen is not allowed at the affiliates dinner. And if Steen shows up, he will be arrested. So apparently that storyline's still happening. But for the match itself, it was decent, I guess. It was nothing special at all. It was an okay title defense. I'm struggling to remember anything that happened during it. Which seems to be the case for most Rhett Titus matches these days. <laughs> uh, the end came when Jimmy Jacobs tries to use the spike on Titus, but Whitmer stops him. The spike falls in the ring, and Titus grabs it and tries to use it on Steen, but referee Todd Sinclair stops him. Fat pants. Fat pants, yes. And this gives up Steen the opportunity to hit the super kick, and he follows it up with the F-sync to F-5. get the pin. F5. That's not the name of the move, Harry. Yeah, Harry. If, if we're going to do this professionally. We've got the BJ Express, we've got the F-Sank. Just let us do our job. <laughs> so yeah, this match happened and it seemed to retain the title. And that's pretty much all I can say about it. I don't remember a single thing from it. Well, uh, that wraps up this week's TV show. So is it, would you, is it worth watching at all? Would you recommend people go and see it? Go and watch it? If you have nothing better to do, watch it. I'd recommend checking out the Bennett-Richards match. But other than that, it's skippable. But something that isn't skippable is Glory Barner 11, which took place this past Saturday. And uh, normally we start each pay-per-view review talking about how the stream was terrible and the production issues were horrendous. But perfect stream, no issues, high definition, good quality. So on the technical side, perfect. Can't fault one. That is the good part. The actual show sucked. <laughs> no, surprisingly, this show was absolutely fantastic. And uh, we will go through each match now. We're going to share our thoughts. We'll discuss what happened. And uh, yeah, it really was fantastic. So if you haven't checked this show out and don't know the results, I'd recommend just stop watch- watching the show and go and order it because it really is worth the money, definitely. 
Um, maybe stick around and hear what we have to say and then go and buy it. But if you haven't seen it, definitely try and watch it if you can. Um, the show began with Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander taking on Stephen's favourites, the Bravados. Disappointed with the result. Uh, yeah, Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander picked up the win in a fantastic opening tag team match. Um, I believe there was uh, Caprice Coleman did a jumping Hurricane Runner off the top, and then uh, Alexander did a frog splash to pick up the win. And uh, I know we've said before it would have been good for the Bravados to pick up the win, but perhaps there are good things in the near future for CNC, so they want to build them up. But, you know, the result aside, what did you think of the actual match? Yeah, I thought that the actual match was, was was really really good. Probably one of the best openers RH put on a, on a long in a long while. Um, yeah, definitely. I think even though the Bravados did lose, I think because it was such a good match, they they looked pretty strong in it to be honest. So I don't think the loss is really going to affect them. And I think they actually they they got over quite a lot as as heels as well. Obviously wearing like the American uh, flag sort of um, gear as well. Stars and stripes. Yeah, obviously in uh, in Canada it's got them a bit of heat. So I think. You know, as long as Ring of Honor continue, you know, using them as heels now and really sort of trying to get their character over, I think they've proved that they, they're good enough in the ring to, to be able to do that. And uh, as you say, I think CNC will be getting, you know, pushed now. I think they'll be, uh, I think I think they'll be having a, um, a tag team title shot sometime in the future as well. Um, so, you know, as you you know, we've said in previous weeks, they never ever put on, you know, a match that's that's less than good. And this was a, a very very good opening match. It was, you know, fast paced. It was enjoyable and. I really like the uh, like the double Northern Lights suplex that uh, Coleman did to uh, both Bravados at one at the one time. That was really cool. So uh, yeah, really really good match. I, uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I really don't think there's much to say. That I think it was a great summary by Stephen. So a fantastic way to kick off the show, to be honest. Um, up next, we had Mike Bennett defeating surprisingly Mike Mondo. Um, at the end of the match, uh, Maria sort of distracted. Um, it says on the TV report she begins dancing like she's riding a pole. I believe John, you wrote that. Yeah, uh, she was dancing rather seductively. Yeah, that's she, quite a good uh, good way to describe it. She was dancing on the apron to distract Mondo, and then as Mondo got closer, she slapped him, and then Bennett uh, used the TKO to pick up the win. And before the show, when we previewed it last week, um, none of us were really that excited about this one. We said it was either going to be awful or amazing and i thought it was really good i enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i did you could tell you could tell that both of them were going all out to try and sort of you know please the fans because they must have known that the people weren't expecting much from this one we even saw mondo jump off the um what do you call it that way this entrance entrance yeah he jumped off the entrance way, which is a bit risky i mean my stream cut out when it happened but a bit dangerous to be honest. I don't know if that was going a bit too far, especially as uh, I believe he's actually injured his ankle. Yes, he injured his ankle earlier in the match. It's actually a fractured ankle, if I'm not mistaken. And he was that, was that off from the dive. That was before the dive, from what I understand. <sighs> wow, he, still... he did the, he did the dive with a fractured ankle. That's crazy. Yes, he did. And while as dumb as that is, you got to respect that that he's going all out with a broken ankle. To try to give the fans their money's worth. I think mean, that's what he's really, really, what he's tried to do. And uh, you know, I know he 
Nemondo isn't everyone's cup of tea. I know he wrestles a certain style that not everybody's going to you know, enjoy. But... And his gimmick and promos are very cheesy, and he rapes Maria. So, uh... But aside, <laughs> aside from that, I think, as you said, Harry, you could tell that you know, him and, and Bennett as well, that they, you know, he always puts everything into every match to make it as good as, 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 you know, as, good as he can. And I think you've got to, you know, pe- the people who don't maybe you know, like his style you know, do respect him for the amount of effort and, and work that he puts in. And you know, the fact that he did do that, that dive after injuring his ankle it sort of proves how you know uh, how much he's putting into it so I think you know mm-hmm. people really respect him for that and uh, you know, he, he, always, he always gives his all as well so you, you can't really fault you know a guy for doing that uh, are you guys su- as surprised as I am that Mondo actually lost to Bennett here I mean Bennett has really not really done anything noteworthy in a while to be honest I think I Bennett was... needed the win didn't he yeah I was surprised but I think like Steven said, Bennett probably needed to win more than Mondo, and I think Ring of Honor might have realized how the crowd was viewing this whole feud. Mm. And figured it'd be best for Bennett to go over to try to, I guess, save his girlfriend from the rapist. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think that's the end of this feud? No, I think the ending... I mean, I, I think personally that they were going to set up a rematch of Final Battle, but it looks like Monday's going to be out for quite some time. Ah, so. uh, that's true. That is disappointing. I, I think they'll, they'll probably set another match up when he finally comes back. But I think with, with the finish and with Bennett getting the win, I think they probably would have set up a, another match, uh, yeah, possibly at Final Battle. But um, yeah, I think the only the only bad thing about the whole match was was Mike Bennett's tights, which were absolutely oh, hideous. God. Yeah, they they were bad. What were they? I don't remember. They're like sort of leather print, like pink leather print. What's well, to be honest, he has Maria with him, so it sort of offsets anything awful that he decides to wear. So yeah, I suppose yeah. But... And I having uh, like, because I made like notes after every match. I had Mundo sold ankle poorly, because um, <laughs> I actually thought he was selling his ankle really badly, but then it turns out he's actually yeah he did injury. <laughs> so I suppose I'll let him off for that one. Um, up next, we have wrestling wrestling's greatest tag team defeating the BJ Express of Rhett Titus and BJ Whitmer. This, I think, was the match we were all looking forward to the least. We said it was going to be pretty bad. But I actually thought it was pretty good. Strangely, am I the only one? No, a lot of people in the forum don't seem to like it, but I liked it. I didn't. I wouldn't say I liked it a lot, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it was enjoyable. It, would be. it was better than I thought it was going to be. It was enjoyable. It wasn't boring or terrible. I mean, I wouldn't say... I mean, it was okay. I liked it. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm saying, to be honest. But yeah, I, I agree. It wasn't anything great, but it was an enjoyable match, and it had some fun spots that it made for an overall entertaining what ten minute tag match. And it had Charlie Huss being a heel, which is always awesome and entertaining. So good all round. You can't really fault it, to be honest. And as you said, it was quick. It didn't drag on. I think that's. I think that's the main problem that a lot of people have with wrestling's greatest tag teams matches. They always seem to. When they get in control, they always seem to drag mm. until the hot tag happens. But this never seemed to drag. There's always something going on that was fun to watch, entertaining, and it just didn't. It felt like they were kind of motivated again. I guess it, it seems like lately, or not lately, for the past year or so, they haven't had any kind of motivation to go out and put on good matches. But here, they they did some stuff out of their usual repertoire. Mm. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And it was, and it was kind of like a breath of fresh air to see them do different things. And I guess that might be why I like the like why I like the match as much as I did because it was something different out of wrestling's greatest tag team other than the same old same old. Mm. Uh, with the way this ended, do you think we're going to get a rematch again, a final battle? 
Oh. Yeah, I think so. Unfortunately. Yeah, I, I don't. As I, I know, I didn't dislike it, but it's not something I want to see again. To be yeah, honest. exactly. Um, up next, we had a quick recap of the chaos at Killer Instinct with Jay Lethal and Kevin Steen and Jay Lethal's mom and Cornette getting flinged over a table, um, and then we got to the match with Jay Lethal defeating Davy Richards. Uh, he locked in the Koji clutch and Richards sort of passes out in the hold. I think it was the was it the three arm drops yeah. that the ref did, which I rarely see. Um, so technically, does that count as a submission win or a knockout win? I don't know what that counts as, but um, Jay Lethal, unbeatable. Jay Lethal used his killer instinct to pick up the win in a really, really, really good match. It could have been main event. The show could have ended then. It would have been good, to be honest, because that was a fantastic match. It was main event standard. Yeah, it was It was the second best match of the night. I mean, it was, uh, you know, a lot of other Ring Runner shows this year it would have been far and away the best match. Yeah, it's so. been better than any match we've had on Ring Runner pay-per-view for a long time, and it was yeah. halfway through the show. That's just, it's crazy. I, I'm really glad that they decided to put it uh, this spot in the card because I, I had a I had a bad feeling about that they, they you know they were going to put this about two second or third from last and sort of go overkill with it and you know it, it was a long match but I think putting it in this spot allowed people to sort of you know they had the intermission then they had the, the sort of throwaway match after that so I think they 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 did well to put it in this spot and mm. it was just sort of a it was one of those matches that just reminds you why you watched Ring of Honor in the first place it was just. It just showed off everything good about Ring of Honor and everything good about wrestling, really. I mean, it was just a really, really enjoyable match. I mean, I suppose there was a, a bit too much sort of no-selling at points, but, you know, that's been really nitpicky, I think. They, yeah, can, I just want to say that I was watching this with a friend who doesn't really watch much Ring of Honor, and he did enjoy the show, but he had two complaints. One was the no-selling, where people take a move and then just sort of instantly do another do a move to their opponent, if that makes sense. And he also got a bit sick of the kickouts, and I sort of did to a point, but not as much as him because I think I'm just sort of used to that thing in Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it, it can. I suppose for a person who is watching Ring of Honor for the first or second time, I think because it's so much different to what you'd see in you know WWE or TNA that, mm. that I suppose they wouldn't be used to it. But I, I think the you know the, the kickouts really add to the match. I mean, as we saw in the, the main event, I think they really add to the sort of drama. I think there was probably overkill in the main event, to be honest. But we'll get to that later on. I would disagree. I think it was okay in the main event. I thought it was overkill here. Hmm. As you as you said, I mean, I think it, this was basically a main event of you know in in the first half of the of the show, and I think they I don't know this has been really nitpicky saying that you know there's too much no selling and stuff, but at the end of the day, this was a fantastic match. I think it mm. really helped. It really helped Lethal, and you know, I, I'm I'm glad he sort of got the win the way he did because it, it, you know it sort of showed killer instinct. Well, yeah, but he showed he sort of does have a killer instinct without having to have Nidal shout killer instinct down the microphone 35 times. I mean, mm. I think it was just a really, really good match. It put Lethal over, and it didn't really hurt Davy seeing you know seeing as he didn't give up and he didn't you know he didn't quit. He, he had to choke him out to yeah. beat him. So yeah. I think the booking was right, the place on the card was right, and it was just a really, really, really good match. Yeah, perfect. I don't think we can really say any more. Uh, up next, we were supposed to have Roderick Strong versus Tadarius Thomas, but for some stupid reason, I don't know why they did this, or Strong Hurt or something, but um, Roderick Strong came out, he quit the House of Truth. He didn't talk about his balls this time. Um, he quit the House of Truth <laughs> and then just went to the back, essentially. And then Tadarius Thomas was left in the ring, and Truth Martini then brought out Rhino to face him instead. 
And this was a very quick match, probably the worst match on the card, um, in my opinion. It wasn't even really a match, was it, really? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a storyline sort of advancement thing rather than a match. Mm. Uh, Tadarius Thomas defeated Rhino with a roll-up after he uh, evaded the gore. And uh, so, yeah, as we said, more of a segment, nothing really sort of match-wise to comment on. Um, but after he, the he match... He didn't roll him up, did he? Didn't he? Yeah, he, he kicked, hit him with the he kick, kicked but him. he evaded and rolled him up. Yeah, yeah he kicked... Oh, oh, I didn't... Are you sure? Didn't he kick him and then Rhino sort of just fell over? and was just No, sort of... the report right here says Thomas rolls up Rhino to pick up the upset victory. Mm, it didn't look like a roll-up to me. He looked like he kicked you. You didn't oh, even he... watch it live, Steve, and be quiet. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You were in a, a haze at that time. No, I... John, John wrote this. From what I remember, he sort of kicked him, and then Rhino... I mean, I think they were trying to make out that Rhino had been KO'd or something. Cause it no, was just, no, it seemed no. Like a it, really... looked to me that, it looked to me that he got the kick, kind of stunned Rhino, and stunned, he went, Yeah, because Rhino then. got up straight after and then went to do the next thing, where after the match... Rhino picked up Truth Martini in, is it a military press? He had him ha- held up in the air. Yeah. And I don't know why he did this, because I swear on Art of Wrestling, Martini said he can't take bumps. He threw him from the ring to the barricade, which completely ripped Truth Martini's trousers, and he had a giant cut down his leg. It was looked very painful. Do you think and, he was uh, trying to throw him into like, the front row? or into the? I don't know what he was supposed yeah, to do. Throw, because didn't throw him far enough? Or... or... Onto the floor, but he threw him too far. I mean, where he went was not the right place to go. That is one of those painful ones I've seen in a long time. Oh, that yeah. made me cringe. Poor Martini. But uh, I think I'm he's sure. just not allowed to back bump, is he? I think he, what he meant to do was sort of throw him so he sort of landed on his feet, but sort of hit the barricades at the same time sort of thing. Ah, I see. But obviously he threw him too far. And yeah, it looked, it, it looked really painful. painful yeah. And, uh, well, you know, we had Roderick Strong quit the House of Truth. We had Rhino destroy Truth Martini's trousers. The Guardians of Truth um, will be doing something in a few weeks on TV. Michael Elgin had no, no House of Truth music. Is this the end of the House of Truth? Are they done? And the Embassy are done. Yeah, I was thinking that. I mean, especially with the Embassy going as well. I mean, you know, Truth Martini and Prince Nana are going to combine and, and come back as... They have to use them for something because they're both such fantastic talkers. And yeah. I think... It's finally time to go with this collusion thing and merge them into some sort of faction. And I don't know who they can get, but they need to do something together because I think that'd be fantastic. Um, so after that, we then get to the TV title match, which was extended to a 30-minute time limit. It's as if they listened to this show. We said we have it's not 15 minutes. Um, where Adam Cole defeated Eddie Edwards to retain the TV title. He, uh, he used the Florida Key German suplex thing uh, to pick up the win in another really good match. Uh, it was exactly what we expected it. A fantastic match. Anything really to add? The only nitpicky thing I can say oh, about it... Because... Podcast worst nightmare. Go on. No, I thought this was a great match. It was everything I thought it would be. But to me, the ending just kind of came a little bit out of nowhere. I was just like, really, that's it? But other than that... I thought this was a great match and everything I expected it would be, and more. I think, yeah, I have to agree slightly with the the ending. I think it just sort of, it seemed like really, it seemed rushed for some reason. I'm not sure why, because they did have 30 minutes, but it, 
It's, it did seem a bit rushed, if anything. I but... wouldn't say it felt rushed, but I, I, I sort of agree. Perhaps the ending came out of nowhere, which would give it the impression that it was rushed. But I think it was good that they didn't go too long because we yeah. you know, we had the really long Lethal Davy match and we were going to have the main event later. So I think it was a good length, to be honest, and it was a good match. So I'm glad it didn't sort of overstay its welcome, sort of like Final Battle last year. Every match went on way too long. But, um, yeah, it made Cole look really good, though, which was yes, the point definitely. of it. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. so have you noticed oh, that we forgot to mention earlier? Go on. Uh, Eddie Edwards came out to check on Davy Richards after the Lethal Richards match. He did. American Wolves, maybe. Who knows? Uh, I've also just noticed that we're going through this so quick that these shows are going to be so shorter when we're actually going to be it's nice just, because yeah, it's we have nothing to moan about. I mean, yeah. Well, we're talking about all how good this was and whatever right in the summary at the end, but yeah, when there's nothing to rant about, it's gonna be a lot shorter. I need more questions from fans. Um, we then get to the uh, World Tag Team Titles match as Scum successfully retained against the Briscoes. Um, from what I remember, Carino low blowed Mark Briscoe and Jay Briscoe. Uh, <laughs> Carino low blowed Mark Briscoe, allowing Jimmy Jacobs to roll him up pick up the win and retain the titles so uh, I'll go to you John what do you think of the tag title match Uh, as we expected this was another good match on this show it wasn't anything outstanding it wasn't as good as the match before or the match after it but I think it was the perfect level to kind of keep the flow of the show going and to not burn the crowd out after the the you know the lethal Richards match the Cole Edwards match and the match we're going to see between Steen and Elgin. I think the way it was placed on the card and the way they wrestled it really kind of helped the crowd catch their breath but still have an exciting enough match to where you're like, man, that was a good match. Mm. And I'm not sure if it's just me, but is Mark Briscoe getting sillier and sillier every yes, show? Yes, he is, yeah. He really is now. He's becoming like the Santina Morella of, of Ring of Honor, to be honest. But I'm not complaining about it whatsoever because, <laughs> God, it's so funny. John, uh, sorry, Stephen, any comments? No, that's what I have to agree with what John said. I think they wrestled this one perfectly. You know, they, they sort of spun the card and the matches that you know, the match that they followed and the match that they were going on before. I think they just, you know, they, they didn't try and go insane with it. It was, it was fun. It was entertaining. And it was, it was, it was what it should have been really. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. I like, I like both teams. The only weird thing I thought was Carino wrestling in a singlet, which was just weird. He ended up pulling it down anyway. So it was yeah, because the straps kept, yeah, the straps kept falling down. But uh, yeah, it was just weird seeing him in a singlet. But um, yeah, it was a uh, it was a really good match. And I think with the ending, we're probably going to see a, a rematch between of these two somewhere down the line because uh, obviously with the you know the, the low blow and everything. But um, yeah, I mean it's 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 still sort of crazy how, how over the Briscoes are, even though they really haven't done much for uh, for quite a while. But um, I think they're the sort of team that you can put them anywhere on the card. You can have them opening the show, or you know, in a, in a tag title match, and they'll, they'll put on great performances and sort of the, you know that do put on the correct performance for where they are on the card. So uh, they're always good, great to have around because they're just so, uh, you know, so good and and so sort of versatile. So um, yeah, it was a, again a really good uh, another good match. Yeah, I actually enjoyed this uh, a lot more than I thought I would. To be honest, I wasn't really that excited going into it. But um, I really did enjoy it in the end, and uh, another fantastic match on this card that just was just so good from top to bottom. I just I just couldn't believe it to be honest. I'm still in shock that they got it all right. I just 
going from <laughs> going from bowling point in death before, death before dishonor to having a show with no stream issues and fantastic matches it doesn't feel the same it's so strange uh, we then got to the main event where kevin steen defeated michael elgin with a top rope package pole driver to retain the ring of honor world title um, we'll that's the most dangerous move they could possibly have done. That is, that yeah, that is crazy. Um, something happened after the match, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But, um, it wasn't wait, very, like, nothing major. It was nothing major. <laughs> uh, I'll go to you first, Stephen. What did you think of the main event? It was just awesome. <laughs> it was one of those matches that it's sort of hard to sort of describe it because it was just so, so much happened and it was just so good that, you know, it, this is a sort of match that you people must go and see because it's just one of those matches that you, you know, people were talking about this match for, for years to come, I think, because it was just, it was that good. Um, I mean, I, I just, I, I can't think of anything that was, you know, anything that was bad about it, to be honest. Uh, I'm really, I'm really, really glad that they didn't have, you know, do a screw finish with, you know, Roddy sort of getting involved. Cause I, that, that, when they had Roddy at a ringside, I, I really thought that they were going to sort of. Yeah. He was it. drinking beer, wasn't he with fans? Yeah. And he, he kept offering the little kid next to him beer, which I thought was funny. <laughs> I thought they were going to like have Roddy sort of screw Algin out at the time. I, I just, I just wanted them to let these two have a great wrestling match, and I'm really glad they did. I'm really glad they didn't put any sort of stupid um, stipulations on the match or anything. They just let these two have a really good match. And I know we said last week this is either going to be really, really good or or bad, and it turned out to be really, really good. I think it was just, mm-hmm. it's full of action. It was full of sort of drama towards the end. I mean, at one point, I was, I was, I was sort of thinking Algin was going to win, and you know, for a match to do that and you know, sort of make you think who you know, who's gonna win. I think they just played it perfectly and it was just it was just a really good match. I mean, it, it was sort of the chair on the top of the cake really. I mean the whole show was good and then we had this one which was just, just uh, you know, amazing really. It really yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, uh, my main concern with this match was that Elgin wouldn't have the power as strong as he is, wouldn't have the power to do a lot of his stuff on Steam. And he just did it all, didn't he? Keeps going and going. But God, he is just freakishly strong, and that and my worries about that quickly faded when Strong did the delayed vertical suplex and held Steen up for probably what 20, 25 seconds. That was crazy. <laughs> I was amazed when he did that, he did he did that, that like, uh, deadlift German suplex. That was... yeah, like thirty minutes into the match, he does the deadlift <laughs> German suplex. It's just he's just freakishly strong, and there's honestly in everyday life, there's no reason to be that strong. <laughs> But I was just match, amazed when he did the buckle bomb onto the ring post on the outside. Yeah, yeah he sort of oh, pulled him up as well. He almost dropped him in there, and then he sort of yeah. pulled back up. It was yeah. yeah this match, uh, I can see how people who aren't used to the Ring of Honor style or haven't watched a lot of Ring of Honor think this match is overkill. And it was kind of just like a lot of moves, moves, moves. But it was a great match. I think when you see it live and get wrapped up in the emotion of the match. It just made it that much better because, mm. like Stephen said, it really made me think at times Elgin was going to walk away as the champion. Mm. And going in, I didn't think he had much of a chance at all to walk away. And when a match can pull you in like that and make you think that, they did their job. And I believe Elgin is, has been in Ring of Honor's two best matches so far this year. Yeah, so. definitely he has. Yeah, if we, I know we do our year-end wrestler of the year awards, and I think there'll be a. It'll definitely be under consideration. If not already won it, who knows? We'll find out at the <laughs> yeah. end of the year. But um, I suppose, yeah, we, there's nothing really to say. It was fantastic. Just go and see it. 
just you have to watch this match. It was just incredible. Um, so then we should note about Roderick Strong. He was sat there drinking beer with little kids, but um, although that could get him in trouble. All this <laughs> Jimmy Savile stuff going on. I might want to investigate that. But um, is that a British reference? I don't get. Yeah. Hopefully, Stephen would have. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Roderick Strong was. I think was he like thrown through the entranceway by Elgin at one point? And just got rid of. Yeah, basically through and the then, iron um, curtain where you can't come back through. Once that's you're... true. Yeah, we saw that at uh, Boiling Point as well, the Force Field. Um, and then <laughs> after that, you know, they can come back on the ma- once the match is ended. So after the match, he came out and delivered a sick kick on Elgin, which was uh, awesome and good way to sort of set up that feud going forward. And then uh, Nigel McGuinness walked into the ring with a a brown box, a package, a parcel, a delivery. For, was there uh, a power driver in that package? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he had a he had a box for uh, for Kevin Steen. So you know Nigel McGuinness, part-time UPS man, had a delivery for Steen. And uh, inside this box, what was it? Was it was it? It was an El Generico mask with the crowd. I thought it was a perfect ending because the crowd were chanting "Olay" as soon as he got handed a box, and then when he pulled the mask out and stood there with it, I thought that was just a. Uh, a perfect way to end the show. It set, it, you know, it sets something up going forward to keep people wanting to tune in. Or what's going to happen next? When will El Generico show up? So, perfect. Yeah, you said that the perfect way to end the show. You said this a few weeks ago would be. I for said El this Generico ages ago. Ages ago. Would be for El Generico to be there and you know, kind of bravestine as the show goes off. But I think this actually might be better because they don't really have any kind of, you know, physical contact to, for us to get behind, and it kind of just teases us with. Mm. what could possibly happen in the future because this was just awesome. This was just the perfect way to end this show. I think with these two as well, they've had, you know, when they had their, you know, their awesome feud, it was more, it was, you know, there was so much sort of, sort of it was like a mental feud as well, so, you know, sort of thing that like they just sort of, it was, uh, I know they, they were all sort of playing sort of like mental tricks on each other and obviously with like, um, when uh, Steam stole the mask and had the T-shirt with the mask on the chair and, and you know, the blood on it and stuff. I think, as, as John said, I'm glad they didn't have him sort of come down and brawl with him or anything. And mm. I think I think it's sort of... Because, you know, we have seen that you know them two face off a few times now, but I think it's the sort of feud that you could see them wrestling every week and you wouldn't get bored of it because they're, <laughs> they're just such good opponents that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really... I'm just really glad that you know that they've uh, sorted some out, and I sort of can't can't wait for the uh, eventual match now. Now, do yeah. you think it's going to be final battle? I mean, where does this I leave Jay Lethal? I believe yeah, it, has it has to be final be. battle. Mm. I don't know because the, obviously Steen, one of Steen's demands was that he wouldn't face Lethal again in the, for the title, wasn't it? So I have an idea for Lethal. It was probably a terrible idea. Oh, here we go. Put out there anyways. Don't say Lethal in El Generico mask. Everyone's been saying that on the floor. No, 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 no. How would that even work? Lethal's black. And exactly. America's about as black as you can get. <laughs> My idea is for a lethal heel turn at around, at probably about final battle or something, when he realizes he can't get the title shot and he feels like he's getting screwed over by Ring of Honor, he goes and joins the House of Truth with Truth Martini. Hmm. Then Jay Lethal wouldn't have to speak as much. Exactly. Maybe. Maybe. Ah. Could be. And I think Generico can take the title at final battle, and in Generico's first title defense, 
face Jay Lethal just like he did with his TV title. <laughs> and Lethal will beat him and then Generico will go away for the next three years or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we don't know what's happening with Generico, whether he's being signed or whether it's just like a part-time deal. I'm gonna from, what I, from what I've read, that Generico has not been signed. I very much doubt he'll win the belt. I, I think it's pretty much guaranteed that Jay Lethal is the next world champion at this point. Which, to be honest... I'm not that against anymore because they've actually started to make him a little bit interesting. And I think I think Dave wrote an article about this saying like a short title run for, for lethal, you know, defences against Edwards, Davey, Strong, and then eventually dropping it to Elgin or something could work well, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, so I think I, it could work oh. well too. They've actually made me care about lethal, which I didn't think was possible. So they did a good job with that. And I wouldn't, like you said, I wouldn't mind a lethal title run at all, but I'm still holding out hope that it's Generico taking the title at Final Battle. I wouldn't get your hopes up for that, but... Uh, oh, my hopes are already... What if it's just going to be Matt Hardy in the mask? <laughs> it's, Matt, it's been Matt Hardy all along <laughs> as, uh, as El Generico. Oh, dear. So, uh, well, that wraps, wraps up our Glory Bionna review. We sometimes give number reviews out of 10. I think we did it last time. I would say... 9 out of 10, maybe 9.5? I don't ever feel any yeah, effect. I don't like I would say 9 out of 10. I mean, yeah, it really was a fantastic show from top to bottom. There was only one dud, which was a segment, as we said. The stream was perfect. The replay went up within a day. Um, so I'm just shocked it, that they got everything right. It's almost as if they were listening to our complaints. Can you believe it? It's such a good feeling to know that they did everything right after... Everything has gone so wrong the last few times. Mm. I mean, yeah, I just it, it was good. I actually felt excited about Ring of Honor and happy to be a fan of it again. It was just good to a good feeling, shall we say? And it was nice that the forum was all positive and everything. So, yeah, it was a good job, Ring of Honor, to be honest. But yeah, two thumbs up for you, Ring of Honor. If two... you were here, I'd, I'd give you a pat on the back and a hand. I'm, I'm giving you three thumbs up. Not to toot their own horn, but toot toot. Good job, Ring of Honor. Um, but let's not get too excited now. Let's see what happens at Final Battle before we start saying Ring of Honor's back and all this. So, uh, I'm still a bit, I don't know. We'll just wait and see what the final, final battle, what happens there. So, let's see if they can uh, keep the stream up and etc. I hope, like, they don't, you know, the stream worked. I hope they don't go, oh, that's all right. We can just do what we did again. They should still be trying as much as they can to make sure it's perfect every single time. Just oh, yeah. Hopefully. So we'll find out at, uh, at Final Battle in December. And they've also got a TV taping in November. So uh, we'll see what the sort of direction is with the show going forward there. And uh, We have some news and notes regarding the, the iPay-per-view in terms uh, of... I uh, will get to the we'll shove that we gonna put... news segment. Oh, or do you not have a news segment, John? We don't have a news segment this week. This Happen. is really the only news we have. But we're just talking about this now, seeing as it's about the pay-per-view. Music. So yes, uh, Ring of Honor have uh, have announced some uh, sort of fallout from the pay per view. Um, apparently, there were over nine, just over nine hundred people in attendance. Um, which that's is, a good, that's a good crowd. Yeah, they always do well in Canada. I mean, I know they've announced a return to uh, Toronto in the in uh, two thousand thirteen. So Border Wars two thousand thirteen, I believe. Oh, is it Border? Is it called Border Wars? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, Canada's always been a good market for ROH, and it seems that they're, uh, you know, I thought the crowd was really good as well. Yeah, they know. were. They were really into it. Um, in terms of that show is, is May fourth, two thousand thirteen. By the way, that you were talking about. Yeah, at the Ted um, Arena in Toronto, I believe. There's a lot of pay per views next year. We've got uh, March second is the eleventh anniversary in Chicago. April fifth is Supercard of Honor seven in New York, and then May fourth is. Uh, Border Wars 2013 in Toronto. So that's one every month there. We'll, we'll complain about that when it yeah, happens. Yeah, this is a positive podcast. <laughs> um, in terms of buys, apparently there were just under 1,500 live and replay uh, viewers as of Monday morning. Um, that's a good were, number considering how many people were kind of down on Ring of Honor, I think. Mm. Yeah, and apparently I there definitely was... think word of mouth helped because... Uh, you know, a lot of people were sort of waiting to hear what the stream was like or waiting to hear what the show was like. So I think once the word spread that it was good, I think that definitely helped them. Mm. Um, there were around 300 uh, free freebies because I know that they gave some out of the railway show and they some of the Does ringside that mean members. There's only 300 ringside members. I don't know if did every ringside member get one. Yeah, every ringside member that signed up for between a certain date got one. Oh. Mm. I don't know then. Um, and 350 of the viewers have never ordered an RHI pay per view before, which is uh, especially with it being such a great show as well. That's that's yeah, that, that's that, a, that yeah. I didn't. That wasn't the number for a Death Before Dishonor or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of sort of in ring sort of notes, uh, Harlem Bravado apparently suffered a broken nose, but he will miss no ring time. Uh, Mike Mondo has what appears to be a broken tibia. Uh, Canadian doctors. Yeah, I think it's something to do with the ankle or you know, lower leg. Um, Canadian doctors recommended surgery. Mondo's going to receive a second opinion from a doctor in Long Island. Um, there's no word on how long he's going to be out for just yet. But. Hopefully he won't be gone too long. That would suck for Mondo. Yeah. Especially when he's been getting all this momentum lately. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, as we spoke about earlier, Truth Martini suffered a deep and lung cut on his right leg from Rhino, throwing him into the guardrail. Somebody needs to make a gif out of that, so I can just watch it over and over and over. <laughs> There's got to be one somewhere. If not, I'll have to make yeah. it. Uh, and as Harry said, RH is going to return to Toronto um, on Saturday, May the 4th, 2013, uh, with Border Wars uh, 2013 iPay Review in the Ted Reeve Arena. Um, ah, that's where the last Border Wars was. Yeah, tickets go on sale um, on well tomorrow actually for ringside members, and on Friday for Stephen. When are we recording this? People that listen to it live. Wednesday, the October the seventeenth, which is tomorrow, for ringside members, and Friday, which is just Friday, for general public. So, there you go. Okay, that wraps up uh, the news that has happened since all over the weekend since our last show on Thursday, and. Uh, yeah, now we'll move on to the listener topics that you've sent in. There's several ways you can do this. You can tweet us at ROH under, underscore world on Twitter. Uh, you can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ROH world. Or you can go on our wonderful forum, rohworld.com slash forum. <laughs> That might be my second favorite theme song we're going to use today. <laughs> um, we haven't got too many topics this week. Um, one on Twitter. Well, this is a sort of a, a comment rather than a, a question. Andy Tweet Stuff says, the, the Charlie Haas Minute Challenge 
on episode 58 might have been the greatest thing ever. Thank you. Oh, I, I did enjoy doing that. I still think we performed terribly, though. I, I blame John. We only yeah. got, a, was it 11 in 60 seconds with the hard That's music? one every six seconds. But it's still not 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 enough, considering we've made a whole show out of harsh puns, essentially. <laughs> I'd still love to get him on the show and just keep using them until he notices. I think it'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have him just go off on us. <laughs> um, someone Facebook Stephen asks, "Who is behind the Al Generico mask?" Is this you? Someone it's, Facebook called Stephen. It's not me. It's the it's the the wrong spelling of Stephen with the right. It's the wrong way. Um. Who's behind that El Generico mask? El Generico? Some Mexican guy, I heard. Yeah. I think it's just some Canadian who's due to uh, throw that mask. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I still have a horrible feeling that it's going to be like it's going to be lethal who sent it. No, they, they're, not, they're not that dumb. Yeah, surely Ring of Honor wouldn't do this. They know how much people will be excited to see Generico. But this would... Imagine how much of a heel lethal would come up after this. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm still sort of, I'm still sort of in, sort of in sort of. Ne- I've still got a bit of negativity left in me after after Saturday. That's the that's the. It is hard to, to to sort of instantly you know become more positive again. There's still a bit of doubt. So they've got yeah, to be consistent yeah. with it. You can't just have one night. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, uh, but Ring of Honor made me so excited about wrestling this weekend. I ordered other wrestling shows and I watched a lot of wrestling. So Ring of Honor did a good job of getting me excited to watch wrestling again. Because for a while there, I was just like, man, I don't want to watch all this. But Ring of Honor kind of, <laughs> kind of revitalized my interest in wrestling with Royal Honor 11. Um, Macklin asks, uh, PW Insider reporting that El Generico has not signed a contract with Ring of Honor and his Dragon Gate dates have not been changed to accommodate RH's schedule. What do you guys think of this and what impact could it have on potential Final Battle match in exactly two months from now? Well, did Dragon Gate have a show on the same day as Final Battle? It's nope, not, Dragon Gate no. had a show the first weekend of November and then... Or in like the first week of December. Well, there you go. Yeah, so so there's no conflict whatsoever. Unless they might have a conflict on TV taping day. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be there. Right, so I wouldn't even be surprised if this was just like a one-shot deal. They had a generic yeah. coming to face Dean at Funnel, but on that scene, and even if it is just that, I it's think still it still good be the because right that's what people do. wanted. Everyone, you know, the threads yeah. on the floor, and what do you want to see at Funnel Ball? Everyone did generico. That's what we're getting. So. Yeah, and awesome. even if Steen wins and we don't see Generico again for a long time, that's the per- that at least some kind of closure to their what three four year long storyline. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love Generico to come in and sign a contract and win the belt, but I, I doubt that's going to happen to be honest. But just to see him in, in the ring again in RH is going to be good enough to be honest. So, mm. um, Ken asks, "Am I the only one who who was extremely nervous when Mike Mundo was using the electrical cords?" Pull himself to the ring at Goribana. I thought he for sure he was going to ruin the feed. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Mike Commando <laughs> destroys pay per view feed. What a heel it'd be. Um, we've got a few on the forum as well. Uh, oh, it's the first ones are from Marker, our resident troll. Do we have his? He liked the music, so do we have the music? <laughs> I'm trying to stop it. Mark is out of control. There we go. And that is my favorite theme music we're going to use today. Marcus just took over my computer. It just, I, I pressed stop <laughs> and it started playing it again. It just... Oh, dear. 
Um, he says, Genericos mask in the box was a nice touch. Other small items I would have appreciated, uh, I would have accepted are Adam Cole's tea, <laughs> Charlie Hart's ether can. Yes, that would have been so good. Printed oh. copies of the sidewalk slam. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Cornette's tennis racket. <laughs> Jay Lethal's eyebrows. What? <laughs> a strongly worded letter from Lethal's mum. <laughs> and Tony Casino. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? Just this little midget bursts out of the box to attack him. <laughs> Start punching Steen in the shins. <laughs> <laughs> little, little Tony Casino. <laughs> oh, that little gremlin. Gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, pray for Truth Martini after Rhino attacked him his ass is torn worse than when Steen raped Jim Cornette's ring of honour <laughs> <laughs> oh dear and the last one for this week uh, unfortunately is uh, when do we see what Mike Mondo delivered in Maria's box oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ask Nigel about this um Right, to more serious questions. Uh, DX vs. N- uh, NWO 1994 has a few Ma- Michael Algin-related questions. Which match do you think do you guys think was better, Algin-Richards or Algin-Steen? Oh, oh, oh that's... Uh, we're going to have to choose because we're going to have to do match of the year at the end of this year. In a, what, two months or two or three months? So. Can, like can, we, can, we, can we discuss this on like our January first show next year or something because that's no, we hard. This now. Oh my god! Uh, I think I'd post. just say Elgin and Steen, maybe just because it's fresher in my mind. Right now, I'd say Elgin Richards, but it might change. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Elgin Richards as well because that sh- that match pretty much saved that entire weekend from being an utter disaster. That's a good point. <laughs> um, is Michael Elgin the best wrestler in ROH right now? <sighs> mm. I don't know. I don't even know who I could say is the best, to be honest. I'm going to go with no. For the same reason Harry said, it's hard to say who the best is, so I'm just going to say no. I, th- I think he's become one of the most important wrestlers, if not the best. I mean, He's one of the most reliable, apart from if he's against Finley or Charlie Haas. But... I mean, every apart from those two, I mean, they weren't terrible, but you know, they weren't. No, really... they, they weren't <laughs> Have you watched the Finley one again? No, but... Um... I mean, you know, his match at Final Battle, the, he's the opening match against TJ Perkins was amazing. And, you know, you can put him anywhere on the card and, you know, he, he always delivers. And, you know, mm. the, the last, the two title matches he's had, they've both been, you know, five star matches. Yeah. You know, so I think that if he's not the best, he's, he's one of the most important. And I just hope he, you know, gets a title run and, and has a few more years left in RH before, you know, WWE Real, whatever, come call him because I think he's going to be in. In high demand soon because he's just so good in the ring. I mean, for a guy his size, he does some crazy stuff. So, um, yeah, he's he's very very important, if not the best. I think. Yeah, I say he's not the best because I have a hard time picking who would be the best in Ring of Honor. So it's nothing against Michael Elgin. It's just because there's so many talented people in the company. Mm. Uh, third one. Also, it appears as if Elgin is getting the Davy Richards treatment when it comes to title matches. I.e., he loses a few big time main event title matches before he actually wins the belt. Obviously, Algin has a great shot of being the future RH World Champion, but who do you think he'll beat to finally win the bout, and when do you think he'll win it? Jay Lethal next year. I'm going to go with what I hope happens, El Generico next year. Ooh. Steven? I'd, I'd, I'd probably say Lethal next year as well, but 
I, I've, I've no idea. I mean, I, I think he'll definitely be the, the next champion after whoever wins it next sort of thing. Yeah, that I, makes sense. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they can hold off on him for that long. And I think whoever wins it next, which uh, I suppose it will be lethal. But I don't know. I think they'd have to turn, you know, what, what John said, maybe turn lethal heel when he finally wins the bout or before he wins the bout. Because I think, you know, they're building Algin up to be this big baby face now. So they need to, they'll need to, you know, for them, him and Lethal to have some sort of uh, feud, they're going to have to s- set that up, I think. Mm. Um, Robert Reed asks, do you think Generico will be the one to take the belt off Steam? It would just it would just be perfect storyline-wise, but isn't there still contract issues? I think we've talked about that already, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I, I, hope he, I hope he will be, but I don't expect it to happen. Yeah, I guess yeah. That's the way to put it. That, that sums it up. I'd be very, very happy and surprised if it does happen, but we'll have to find out maybe in December. Who knows? December sixteenth. There we go. Plan we have a new calendar. We have a spoiler question. I don't know if you want to. How spoilery to... is it? It's regarding who won Survival of the Fittest. Is this the last question? No, we have one before that. So should we go? Should we Do go the spoiler question last for people okay. who don't want to hear. Um, How Fun ninety three says I have a few points slash questions. First off, Gorbana was my first RH I pay per view, and for whatever reason, RH gave it to me for free. From what I've seen so far, I've really enjoyed the show and would definitely consider buying Final Battle at the end of the year. What are your overall predictions for Final Battle 2012? And if Matt Hardy's involved, will it help or hinder the show? Oh, God, I forgot about Matt Hardy being there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah hinder oh, the show God. because I've, I'm still pissed off about that. I mean, if Matt Hardy's on the Ring of Honor show, I'm less likely to give them money because I feel like I'm saying, yes, I support this decision. Because... I just, I'm just worried they'll get increased buys and then they'll think it was because of Matt Hardy, not because of Generico. So I'll, I'm guessing we're going to see Cole versus Matt Hardy, unless Delirious has come in as head booker and just been like, no, we're not doing that anymore. It depends if they signed a contract or whatever with Hardy. So um, Other matches, I hope we have the American Wolves versus Scum. I think that would be a good tag team match to do. Yeah. Yeah, do you, do you think they'll reunite the, the walls at the next TV tapings? I hope so. We'll just have to ask Davey. He told us he knew, but he couldn't tell us then. Maybe if we <laughs> ask him now, <laughs> catch him on a different day, maybe he'll tell us. Yeah, possibly. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of a lot of potential. What, 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 what will Lethal do at Final Battle if Steen is facing Generica, which he probably is? What will Lethal do? Who will he face? I've, not, I've, I've no idea. <laughs> maybe... Uh, maybe Edwards? I don't know. Oh, no, sorry, if you're the Wolves. I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, because we're going to have Elgin versus Strong, definitely. Yeah. So what's left for Lethal to do? Who can he face? Charlie Mike Haas. Mike Bennett? No, I was thinking Mike Bennett. No. It'll have to be some big high-profile match if he's the next champion. After. They'll have to bring someone in there. Or they'll probably bring like, Homicide back in for one match. Yeah, they've already done that, haven't they? Yeah, but... That's where he used the Killer Instinct on him. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I think... I think uh, the BJ Express against Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team is going to happen as well. Um, where did that the Briscoes, then? Bravados? CNC? Yeah, maybe Briscoe season three-way two. sort of normal contender thing. I, I don't know. Yeah, they might do that because um, the Briscoes really haven't got anything going on. That would moment. work. Are those three in a triple threat tag team match normal contendership? Yeah, that would yeah. be better than that. What was the the uh, the contenders' cup last year? That's oh god, a yeah. really long uh, match, long-winded match. And then 
You've got guys like like Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, maybe have lethal against O'Reilly. I mean, I don't. I don't really know how they could, you know, storyline-wise, how this would fit in with anything, to be honest. But well, I, I think know. with lethal, I mean, lethal, his whole sort of, you know, he's been completely geared to Steen, and if he can't face Steen now, he's sort of at a point where like, what what else can he do? Maybe Generico won't face Steen at final battle. Maybe they're going to save that for Border Wars in Canada. Or save it for the anniversary show or something. Or something, yeah. Maybe save. Maybe there'll just be all these teases. And then he'll finally show up at one point. We don't know. But all all the big stuff with Steen and Generico has happened at Final Battle, so it, it would surely it would make sense for them to do it again at Final Battle. I mean, I've seen you know turned well, on him at Final Battle, yeah. he ended it at Final Battle. I don't know. I mean, yeah, just with the lethal, that's the the curveball and all this. Jay Lethal, Mister hmm. Killer Instinct, unbeatable. Who's as you say? I mean, it would be a bit disappointing, I think, if he was to face someone like Bennett. But then, are they going to bring someone in for him to face? I mean, it's quite unlikely. I mean, and they're not going to have to build anything up really in time, unless they have someone other than attack him at the the TV tables or something. I don't know. Um, QT Marshall? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, right, we've just got the spoiler question. Okay, so uh, we're going to be answering one last question that has spoilers of Survival of the Fittest. So if you don't want to hear the spoilers, just switch off the show now, and we do hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next week. But for those who want to stick around, uh, what is the spoiler-filled question? To be honest, I didn't want to say that we'd already answered it, because it would have given it away, but we sort of already answered it. Um, Oh, okay. It's, who will Jay Lethal get his Survival of the Fittest title shot against, and when will he get it? He seemed to have a feud lined up against Steen, but his demand seemed to have thrown a spanner in the works. Definitely Steen. I, I, I don't know when. It'll either be Final Battle or the next pay-per-view. Which is, what, 11th anniversary? Yeah, they, they, they've got to have something between him and Steen. They're going to have to get right through the... I mean, can uh, they build it? I mean, think about it. Can they drag out Lethal Steen all the way until mar- next March? But they could drag out Steen Generico with these teases until March. But I don't think they could drag out this lethal stuff because it's already heated up. Yeah, I get what you mean, but um, I, don't, I don't. As you say, lethal's the sort of the curveball in all of this, especially final battle. I mean, if, if you don't, as you say, if you don't have him face steam, what what is he going to do? You know, he's on such yeah. sort of a, a streak at the moment. He's you know facing top tier guys, you know, getting wins. For him to drop down and face someone like a Mike Bennett would just sort of kill his momentum, wouldn't it? Um, I think he definitely gets the title shot against Steen, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they're going to work it. I mean, as, as John said, at least with Lethal now, people are interested in people are talking about him and people want to see what he's going to do next rather than mm. before when he was just winning every single match and no one really cared for him. So yeah. at least with this whole Killer Instinct thing, they've actually created you know, a character for him and, and people are actually interested in him again. So, But uh, yeah, it's I think they can go either way, really, but I think it would be... De- Dependent on what they can do with with lethal, really. That's how he said that you know that they could easily drag out Steen and Generico, you know, have some sort of teaser or I know something happen to Steen after every match until you know he finally cracks and demands Generico face him or something. But yeah, we're just gonna have to sort of wait and see. It's good that Ring of Honor have have us intrigued and interested, and yeah, I'm sure we'll find out at the next uh, TV tapings in November. Is that it? 
yeah, that's it. Yeah. Silence means that that's it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, thank you to everyone who sent questions in. We always appreciate hearing comments and things for us to discuss. Um, thank you to Stephen and John for joining me. Thank you. John? No. John's gone. Uh, what? <laughs> Say bye, John. Say bye. Bye. <laughs> we do hope you you all enjoyed the show if you did let us know if you didn't let us know as well we always like to try and improve it so uh yeah we will see you all next week for episode 60 we're trying to make it a special show who knows tune in to find <laughs> out i don't want to say anything in case it falls through but um yeah we will see you all next week <laughs>